0: Well, welcome to the very first episode of FOSS Fives. It's a brand new podcast that we're doing with me, Dan Bates, and we've got uh, two club historians. So we've got club historian John Hutchinson, who I think everybody knows who that is by now, uh, also known as Hutch, and we've also got assistant club historian Elsie Flynn on as well. And the three of us are basically going to talk about um, five opening day games that are fairly memorable for Leicester City and we picked five at random we've also asked you guys on social media to put some of their ideas forward so uh, we'll talk about some of those as well um, but without further ado let's introduce the two of you we'll go with uh, age and seniority first <laughs> Uh, so, John Hutchinson, <laughs> welcome to uh, the first edition of FOSS Fives. Now, you're also recording this on your birthday, aren't you? So, thank I you very am, much for yes, yes. Yeah, no,
1: it's a pleasure. Yeah. I, I, the sad thing about this is that we're doing these FOSS Fives I and mean, we're going back over the years, and I can remember going to every single one of these games, some of them before Elsie was born. So, you know.
2: <laughs> it's not sad, John, it's the dream. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I said to her, I've lived a sad life. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was the voice
0: of Elsie Flynn, Assistant Club story. Yeah. Welcome to uh, FOSS Fives and welcome to your, uh, what LCFC Radio debut this is.
1: Cheers, Sam. Thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome. John's a bit of an expert at this. We've done plenty of stuff now, John.
1: We have, yeah. I'm surprised you keep asking me back, to be honest, but there you go. (laughs) Well, that's why we dragged out. That's why you got (laughs) (laughs) out.
0: So, throughout the season, we'll do a number of these podcasts where we'll talk about uh, five different things. It could be five Foxes players on international duty, five FA Cup memorable games, but... With it being opening day weekend, we thought we'd look back at five uh, memorable opening day games that Leicester City have been involved in. As John has referenced, um, well, one of them certainly is before both Elsie and I were born. One was uh, a month after Elsie was born, and the rest are all in our RH bracket,
1: Elsie. So <laughs> we, we,
0: we will start with one of those, I think. Um, and because this is a new podcast, we'll start with a, a new opening or, or an opening day. Well, they're all opening day games, but a brand new stadium. Uh, so. We're sat now in King Power Stadium, of course, at the time. It wasn't King Power Stadium, but it was a brand new stadium for Leicester City, having moved out of Filbert Street. Uh, and Watford were the visitors, Elsie.
2: Yeah, so a new stadium, shiny new seats. 31,000 of us back in back in the Walker Stadium, as it was now then. Um, and we were facing Watford at home. And yeah. it
1: went quite well, didn't it, John? It did. They won 2-0. I mean, it was, it was actually the second time... We'd been to the stadium because we'd had a friendly game against Atletico Bilbao, you know, probably the week before, Uh, but this was the first time the stadium had been full and it felt like the first proper game and Leicester had obviously just been relegated. You know, Matt Piper had scored his last goal at Filber Street and we were all a bit apprehensive about how this was going to go because we knew the club was having a few financial problems because they'd sold Matt Piper, uh, who we'd expected to see and he himself had expected to be playing in this game. And they'd got two players uh, they'd just brought in and it shows how badly their finances were in those days for that opening day and it did make us a bit worried. They'd brought um, uh, Somerby and McKinley in um, for no money, uh, didn't pay them. Expenses only, and um, you know, no contract, and yet they they played. But in the game itself, um, as I'm sure you remember, Elsie, um, the, they, they did win 2-0, and uh, Brian Dean scored. He's, he scored them both. He, didn't he? scored he? And them and he's, both.
0: He's quite famously known, Brian Dean, isn't he, as, as scoring first. Got the first ever Premier League goal. Yeah. Got the first goal yep. here. There, there's Good certainly another one, which I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah. yeah. It was. It, it, a good first game, as you mentioned, the friendly was there, but yeah. in terms of a competitive game, I think yeah. at a new stadium, you want to get off on oh, a good 100%. track. You want to set the yeah.
2: tone for the rest of your new stadium life, yeah. did not you?
0: Yeah. What was it like? Do you remember back what Filbert Street was like? Not at all, Dan. Not at all?
2: I, I mean, I was five for this five, one.
0: You were five? Five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. can't remember. Well, that gives the listeners a bit of an idea of, of the age brackets that we've got. We've got someone who's... Dare I say, it, John, in his 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think how old, how old I was then, but I was a lot more than five. <laughs> probably had a naught on to the end of the five, and you're getting somewhere closer. But, um, go on. Sorry, yeah, John. yeah. I mean, Brian Dean, I remember talking to him before a game against Sheffield United here a couple of seasons ago, and um, he said that when he signed for Leicester, he knew that he was signing for a club that was struggling financially and he got a pretty good contract and people had said, oh yeah, but you won't get your money because they haven't got any. But he said, I felt so committed to playing for Leicester and subsequent events proved this, that I actually brought a house down here. And, um, you know, he and Dick off that season particularly, because they did get promoted, they scored about 30 goals between them. So I think Brian Dean was really... In, but, he, but um, you know, he was, a, he was already, you know, a bit of a cliche, a bit of a legend anyway, wasn't he, mm. for the reason you just mentioned?
0: Uh, How important was it, Elsie, for the club at that time, as assistant club historian, you can look back and and analyse it, uh, to get promotion that that season? Because, as as John mentioned, the the, the finances weren't in a brilliant
1: position.
2: No, we needed all the money we could get that season. Premier League money really boosts your finances, doesn't it? And So, I mean, good timings it came at.
1: Well, it was only a few months after that, of course, or a few weeks almost after that, the club did go into administration. But uh, Leicester did make a good start at their new stadium. They won their first six games here, I think. And I think the seventh game here, which they did lose, I think I'm right in saying, was against Burnley. And they, um, that was the weekend, I think, that it had been announced that it had gone into administration. But they did have a really good season, despite mm. all the problems that they had. They kept their best players, uh, their players performed, and at the end of the season, they did go up... Yeah, it was behind Harry Redknapp's Portsmouth, wasn't it? But mm. um yeah. So so, you know, the Walker Stadium as it then was it did become a bit of a fortress from the word go, despite the problems the club was having.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking now at the table. So, the, mm. the two teams that got promoted automatically, as John's referenced there, there was Portsmouth, who got 98 points and mm. went up as champions, less than 92. So, mm. still, to have two teams in the, in the 90s, even in the, the championship or the, or the Division One, as it was then, yeah. to get that many points mm. is, was quite impressive. And uh, Wolves also went up by the playoffs
1: as well. Yeah, yeah. it just
2: meant to show, doesn't it, that you know on the pitch it was. It was great, and it was it was tainted by the old administration period. But on the pitch, first season at the Walker Stadium, great great season. And yeah. from
0: a fan's point of view, obviously, yeah, it's what
2: you want to see. When everything else is going on in the background, that's what you want to see.
0: Is okay. is it surprising? Do you think that it went so well, considering it was a, a new ground, and maybe that there's some bedding in time. That, that has to take place for players playing on a new pitch, playing in new dressing rooms. Yeah,
1: yeah, but I think the main thing was that they'd managed to keep their best players. You know, Muzzy as it was still here, Matt Elliott was still here, Brian Dean had come, Dickoff was here. I'll tell you what I thought at the time. I thought, this is a great stadium, although having said that, it's it's much, much better now. Since mm. King Power have been here, it's been upgraded a hundred times. But even then, probably because of Filbert Street being what it was like, although the new Carling stand wasn't bad, uh, I remember thinking it's a great shame that none of the premier league sides are actually going to see this stadium and none of the fans from the premier league sides are coming to this stadium we've got this lovely new stadium and and the premier league fans aren't going to see it now obviously the championship fans were and you know brilliant but i just felt also that because they were in the championship or well, the division 1 as it was they weren't on the television and you know the the country as a whole wasn't as aware of this stadium as they would have been had they been in the premier league so I, I remember thinking that at the time Well, they're
0: absolutely yeah. aware of King Pass yeah. they, <laughs> they are now, now. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Right, yeah. Uh, let's move on now Maybe to a game that uh, Elsie can remember and, <laughs> I, and I can remember a little bit more um, This was the start Of a, a pretty famous season Should we say for Leicester City All Brighton does deliver Helped on by who? It's found a way in Jamie Varney
1: Leicester lead After an incredible end to last season, a startling start to this one.
0: Yes, Leicester City 4, Sunderland 2 at the start of a very famous season for Leicester City. Elsie, you had a season ticket at this stage at the beginning of the 2015-16 season. We'll talk about the Great Escape season a little bit later on, um, because we'll talk about the first game in that one, but I suppose... Emotions at, at that stage of the season were excitement that you'd done the great escape the year before. Can you probably stay up again was, was the thought process amongst the fans?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think everybody subconsciously remembers where they were for that game. You, you wouldn't have looked back at the time and thought, oh, I need to write this one in the diary. This is going to be the start of a Premier League win. But looking back, you definitely do remember where you were for that game. And I do have a season ticket. But as it goes, I was on holiday and we were in Milan. Um and my parents went off and they were saying, come on Elsie, let's, like, you're in only in the land for the day, off we go. And instead I got it off on the dodgiest stream I could find. And I watched probably about 45 minutes in total through the adverts and the cutting out. So I remember where I was. I think everybody else does. Uh, and like you say Dan, you go in thinking, oh, are we going to keep this momentum going with a new manager? A bit of turmoil, is everything going to be okay? You weren't thinking coming out of that that's the Premier League title secured.
1: Well, as an ex-history teacher, I'm really disappointed you didn't spend the afternoon going around Milan Cathedral because there's a hell of a no, lot of I history didn't. in there, but uh, that's, I didn't. that's disgraceful. yeah, honestly. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, To be honest, nor would I have done.
2: <laughs> well, honestly, yeah. I think my dad heavily regrets his actions that day. <laughs> yes, it truly yeah. does. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, hopefully there'll be a trip to Milan in,
0: in future yeah. seasons, yeah. maybe this season, in, in any kind of European competition, uh, so you can go back and, yeah. and do that again and watch Leicester yeah. City all at the same time. But, but that game, I suppose when when they got the three points and you were over in Milan, you probably could go and celebrate in a, in a nice little yeah, we did. cafe or bar somewhere. Oh, very <laughs> nice. Um, you, you probably weren't thinking, oh, again, as we said, that's three points on the way to a title. That was probably three points on the way to 40 points.
2: Yes. Well, and, and after the season we'd had before, you when you come in with a win, you're thinking, oh, that's three vital points. That's three points in the bag rather than let's keep this momentum going. So, yeah, it was a very happy occasion and a great way for Ranieri to, to start his... His time here. When yeah, you look I
0: mean, at the, the goal scorers, sorry, John. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what was it? Mares got two, uh, Jamie Vardy got one, Michael Brighton mm. got one. You concentrate on, on those two, Mares and Vardy, who who had mm. unbelievable seasons, obviously. Yeah. They clearly started off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, as, as the way Brilliant. they were
1: going. In fact, I remember when maras went off when he was substituted towards the end of the game, he actually got a standing ovation. But the other player, I mean Vardy, he scored a you know a, a, with a header from a, an Albrighton cross. And the other player who stuck really I always associate with that game is Mark Albrighton, because he, he did the uh, he did the free kick cross for Vardy's goal. He, he did the uh, he did the cross for Maros um, uh, as well, and he. Really had a poor season the season before. Pearson had only picked him about twice as a starter until the Great Escape, and then he became a, a regular in the Great Escape when there were, you know, what was it, seven points adrift with nine games to go, and he really did well then. And then he came into the side this season, had this great game, and then, of course, was an ever. He played in every single game for the rest of the season. Of all the opening games that I've seen over the years, being 3-0 up at half-time with a new manager and we'd got new players, we'd got um, um, Okazaki made his debut and Fuchs came on as a substitute and this um, little chap Conte, nobody had heard, of, he came on as a substitute and Benelouan came on as a substitute as well. But um, you thought, you know, in in, in retrospect, not only were they 3-0 up, but you'd actually got, um, it was almost like a new era. Two players who did play in that game were... um, Richard DeLatte who of course gave way to Danny Simpson and uh, Jeff Schlupp as left wing back who gave way to um, Fuchs. Christian Fuchs and they were in the side for the first five games when they did well but um, then they lost 5-2 to Arsenal at home didn't they? Do you remember that uh, that game Elsie?
2: I do I was at that uh, one Yeah, that yeah. Was, it came crashing back down to earth <laughs> for that one
1: yeah and we thought oh good yeah they've yeah. had a good start but that's probably it Yeah. But, you know, obviously Ranieri put in Fuchs and put in and changed the style a little bit, and it just carried on from there. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, when, when things are really good, you think back in times, and they even seem better when it's sunny. I mean, it was a very yeah. sunny afternoon as well, wasn't it? Which yeah. was uh, which Well, was,
2: yeah, all stories have a good start. Yeah. Just, this was a fairy tale with a good start, so, yeah yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah, very nice, very nice indeed. And and I suppose one more word on, on that as as well, that, Yes, the Great Escape had happened the season before, but you weren't really used to Premier League football at, at this stage at, at Leicester City. So you were kind of enjoying every moment, enjoying every game, enjoying every win.
2: Yeah, every time any big team came along, it was a bit of a novelty that we weren't playing in the cup or, or as a friendly. So yeah, yeah, when you welcome Man United to the yeah to the ground.
1: Yeah, I mean there was a. I read somewhere that after they'd won this game, if you added this game to the Great Escape. Leicester had won more Premier League points than any other side in the Premier League since the beginning of April. And although you thought, oh, this is great... Even then, well, certainly then, you certainly didn't even dare hope that this would lead to what it <laughs> to did what lead to. Did. You didn't
2: hope until May, did no. you? May 2016. <laughs> that's when you'd start to,
1: to
0: feel yeah. a bit. Until zelled. until the, the yeah. name was on yeah. the trophy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, were, were there ever any doubts
1: when I know it went to,
0: from it was three nil, wasn't it, to three yeah. one, to then four one, to four yeah. two? Were there ever any niggly doubts at that stage, or was there a comeback from Sunderland?
1: Leicester were in control, but I think they scored their second goal with about 20 minutes to go, and whenever that happens. You're always nervous. Mm. And in fact, I think most of the games I've watched Leicester play, <laughs> I've spent the last 20 minutes sort of feeling quite nervous or, you know, if they're ahead. And that was, I remember at the time, it was, um, Defoe scored, didn't he, the first one? Then I think it was Stephen Fletcher. But when he scored in about the 70th minute, you thought, oh, gold, mm-hmm. this, this could, <laughs> there's still 20 minutes to go. And, uh, but I think we I, I, I think we were really pleased with the way Leicester were playing. And, uh, they deserve they certainly deserve to win that game
2: yeah we'd carried on
1: yeah. from the 10 yeah. games
2: before and we just kept it going and that's what yeah. everybody wanted to see
1: which is credit to the players credit obviously to the,
0: the new manager credit to the old manager as well mm. in, yeah. in fairness for, mm. for the job that he'd done in, yeah. in setting all that up and just to to start in the way we'll skip forward a few games obviously as you said up until Arsenal it, it, it started brilliantly maybe that's when you thought okay back back yeah. to normal in inverted commas <laughs> thankfully it never did go yeah. back to what Leicester fans would say it was normal but just just to start as we've said similar to the the game with Watford the first one at, at this stadium i think just starting a season by winning a game yeah. is is so important for confidence
2: it really is you've got to you've got to start well otherwise you're down before you've even begun really so yeah, I think they they'd crept out the woodwork, and it was it was it was great. Yeah, it one, was just all going great.
0: Yeah, one thing we'll add: we are recording this in the week leading up to uh, the home <laughs> game with Wolves, so l- let's hope you can always can... pull it back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's hope they can get a, a good start, of course, uh, against Wolves at the weekend um, John right let's move on we'll go all the way back in time a lot of people so we, as I said earlier we put a tweet out this week saying um, what are your favourite opening day memories uh, quite a few people um, said uh, 1985 the 17th of August 1985 uh, a 3-1 win against Everton uh, on the face of it yeah 3-1 win against Everton on, on the opening day is, is a good start but there was a, a lot more to this story
1: there's a big backstory to this story um, Leicester were in their third season in the old 1st Division, they were under Gordon Mill. In the two previous seasons, they'd, had, um, they'd finished 15th in both seasons. The crowds in those days, I mean, this was the bad old 1980s, they only averaged about eleven, twelve thousand 12,000 at Filbert Street. And for the previous three seasons, um, the, when they'd gone up in the two previous 1st Division seasons, Leicester had had this great strike force of uh, Gary Lineker, Alan Smith, who of course also played for England eventually, and Steve Linex. and those three between them scored over 150 goals in three years. And it was always going to be a a severe possibility that Gary Lineker, who had just actually been picked for England in his last few months at uh, Leicester City, there was always the chance that he would uh, be transferred, and that certainly happened that summer. He uh, went for £800,000, I think it rose to a million eventually, to Everton, who were league champions. And, you know, he was, he'd got the golden boot, and he was, you know, a, a, it was pretty obvious he was going to go. And he did, and he went to Everton. And, of course, when the fixture list came out, mm. the very first game was at Filbert Street, and it was against Everton. Now, Leicester had strengthened their side during the close season. they brought in Russell Osman, who was the Ypswich and England defender, And um, they'd brought in also, although they weren't playing in this game, Ali Mocklin and Gary McAllister had both signed from um, Motherwell. But we all turned up at Filbert Street thinking, oh, this is going to be a bit worrying. League champions against Leicester have really struggled for the last two seasons and have lost the best player or one of the best players. And amazingly, Leicester won 3-1. And Mark Bright, who had only made two starts the previous season, he'd come from Port Vale the previous season, he actually scored twice. Not only did he score twice, he, he, he outshone Lineker. Mm. Now, in the previous season, he'd scored, I think, 28 goals in 27 games for... Leicester reserves, but he, <laughs> you know, it was brilliant. And and we all went home with, we oh, this is a doddle, this, you, know. <laughs> you know, Linny Caruzzi sort of thing, you know, we've got Mark Bright. Now, Mark Bright, unfortunately, I mean, he did play about 20-odd games that season and he, he did score a few more goals. I think he scored six all season, but he really didn't settle in Leicester and he really made his name as um, Ian Wright's strike partner yeah. at Crystal Palace and, you know, he really he really took off then. But that particular game, I remember walking back home across Victoria Park thinking, you know, this, this, this Mark Bright bloke, we're going to be all right. <laughs> after that, um, I think, I can't exactly remember how it went, but they, they had a bad run after that, and that was a real false dawn. They got very few points in the next few games. Mm. And at the end of the season, they avoided relegation by one point. And one place, bottom three went down. They finished 19th out of 22, one point ahead of relegation.
0: Well, obviously, Elsie Gar- Gary Lineker playing that first game had to be, didn't it, a- against Leicester yeah. at Filbert Street? And he- he's still obviously widely regarded at-, at Leicester. But it was it was nice, I'm sure, for his old teammates to get one over on him.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was fate or a, a good computer fixture selection, yeah. but yeah. it computer? was computer. Yeah. The computer selection for the fixtures, there's got to be a computer behind that. Yeah, they had in BBC the
1: computers, which are about the size of this room, you know. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fine, yeah. a little old man sat yeah. in the corner <laughs> picking the fixtures. Yeah. He'd
2: he done it that way. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I think Linica said something about how they were jeering from from the terraces. Yeah. What a waste of money. Uh, yeah. That's, that's going to be good as a Leicester fan. Yeah. Who cares if we almost went down yeah. that season? Yeah. Just that one game, yeah. that'll take us through.
0: <laughs> I was I was going to ask that, actually, John, obviously... Being there, what what was the atmosphere like surrounding
1: Lineker? Was it, was it, was that tongue in cheek, those yeah. songs, yeah. or were I, I there booze? What was it like? I think people understood. I mean, as a local lad who had done well, he'd scored, it had been a part of a trio that scored 150 goals. I mean, you can't really complain about that. And I think even though people were sorry to see him go, they understood why. And well, I certainly did. And I think that sort of, um, You know, ironic. Well, it's not ironic; it's humour, isn't it? It's it's, it's Terry's humour. It's all right. Mm.
2: It's all right in the game, isn't it? You can give him a bit of bit of stick for it.
1: They did play well that day. I remember Ali Mocklin did a sporting memories thing. We used to do these sporting memories before the um, with with fans before the um, the pandemic. And I remember him saying he was sitting in. He just signed from Motherwell, and he was sitting in the stand with Gary McAllister, who had just also signed from Motherwell. And he said he turned to Gary McAllister and he looked at him and he said, "I don't know how we're going to get in this side." You know, both of the, both of those were top, top players for the next sort of, you know, four or five seasons. But he said, you know, the standard of football was greater. He'd actually come to Leicester, he nearly went to Rangers, but he actually came to Leicester and he said, you know, the standard of football in England was, was higher than in Scotland. But he genuinely thought, how am I going to get in this side? How are we going to get in this side? Which, of course, he did, you know, very, very quickly.
0: I, I looked today when, when I was doing some research ahead of this um, on Gary Lineker's Wikipedia. So it says uh, in the Everton section, uh, in the 1985 <laughs> closed season, defending league champions Everton signed Lineker for £800,000. He scored 40 goals in 57 games for his new team that season. Uh, Lineker's first game for Everton happened to be away at Leicester City. Now it says here, don't know how true it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can never fully trust Wikipedia, but it <clears> says at half time
1: he walked into the Leicester dressing room by mistake
2: yeah as a historian Dan you can never trust
1: Wikipedia but also as a historian and you shouldn't really say this you should never let the truth get in the way of a good story so yeah,
0: yeah I like it it's a good story
2: you often yeah. hear don't you as yeah. players yeah. sometimes
0: like that or managers even that you yeah. can see it they'll turn yeah, and go to the yeah it's routine isn't it home, yeah. it's the same or when
2: or the you're walking home and you've bought a new house you might walk into the wrong door that's just just how it goes isn't it but yeah, I mean, yeah you can't berate him for leaving you can't yeah.
1: Yeah. no it's the same actually my wife and I Oh, we both got a car, and if I if my (laughs) wife is driving somewhere, I automatically walk to the driving seat, even though it's her car. You know, it so it could well be true. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Could be. Yeah. Uh, Right. Let's move on.
0: Um, Roughly what? um, Thirteen years later, then uh, to nineteen ninety eight, and everything was going very well at Old Trafford until this happened. Has to be a Beckham special. Can he dip it? Drops it in. Yes, it has. Elsa, you were one month old, yeah. I believe you said <laughs> Maybe earlier. Maybe two or three at uh, uh, a push. In August 1998. Um, an amazing game, though, look, looking back at it. Leicester City 2-0 up at Old Trafford yeah. against Man United on, on the opening day with, what, 10 minutes to go? Yeah.
2: If only 2-2. it was 80 minutes. If the match was 80 minutes, we would not we would never have had that record of not being able to win at, at Man U. But, no, yeah, it's, it's classic Man United, isn't it? And to be fair to them, they were... Very good, to put it mildly. At that time, <laughs> <That's> that. <laughs> with, with, well, that, yeah. that was the
0: start of a pretty famous yeah. season for them. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. give it
2: to them because you know if you win in the treble, you can probably beat City. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it it looked as if they were going to make it two wins at Old Trafford in a row, didn't they? Because what Tony Cotty had done, what a few months earlier. Yeah. So they probably were confident of doing so, but but no, it it, it
1: suddenly changed as Elsie referenced yeah. the way that Manchester United did back then just came back. I remember I drove up to Manchester that day with my mate who was a Manchester United supporter. He was actually born in Manchester, so we we'll let him off with that. But he's lived in Leicester for the last 30 or 40 years. And I remember we parked at Stockport and um, we uh, I got a train into Old Trafford and uh, sitting next to him with Manchester United supporters because he'd got me the ticket. You know, I remember thinking... You know, I'm going to have to be careful here if they go ahead. And when they went 2-0 up, I think Hesky scored in about the seventh minute. Um, is it beat Neville and um, Gary Neville? And, uh, and, and, and Hesky crossed and Hesky scored. He was the first to react. Uh, it was a bit worrying because it, um, there were injuries in the second half. Um, Casey Keller went off and uh, Peggy Off-Exert came on that was after about an hour. And then Matt Elliott broke his nose and he was replaced by Jerry Taggart. Who was making his debut? We and we're his, always going to mention that. Fact yeah, that. I mean, well, when, when when they were sort of, um, they, they were two nil up after seventy six minutes, and Jerry Taggart had come on for Matt Elliott. But you know, I, I, I say that objectively. Actually, does he listen to this?
0: Uh, <laughs> I will certainly tell him that you have said. Hey, this, no, no, so no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no,
1: no, no. Um, but but no, all joking apart. Leicester did go 2 0 after about 70 minutes, and Cotter, who, as you said, uh, had scored in the previous season, made it 2 uh, 0.
0: I've just had a look now, actually. So, yeah.
1: Jerry came on for
0: Matt um, with that injury in the 89th minute, so it was already 2 1. Oh, was it? Still I, it
1: was as late as, as that. As late as that, yeah. Oh, you can't blame him then, can you? No. <laughs> can't hey, blame him. Scrub, scrub, scrub that bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was only joking anyway. Uh, but, but then. Um, Sheringham came, who had just come on as a substitute. I think it was his first touch of the ball. He brought it back to 2-1. That's right. Another debut player for Leicester City that day was Frank Sinclair, who, of course, you know, had a really good few seasons at Leicester. And then, you know, it was 90 minutes, and then it was 91 minutes, and then it was 92, and then it was 93, 94, 95, <laughs> 96, still winning 2-1. I was being quite quiet, bearing in mind where I was sitting, but I was nevertheless giving my mate a bit of stick. And uh, and then in the 97th minute, although O'Neill said it was the 102nd minute, and it certainly seemed like that, but in the 97th minute, um, Beckham made it to all with a, a typical 25-yard uh, dipping uh, free kick. And that was it. And they drew to all. Mm-hmm. But it was memorable. It really was a memorable day. And going to Old Trafford on the opening day of the season against the side that was the Premier Side. And they say they did win the treble that year. It was their best season, and I bet you that was one of the hardest games they'd had in that season. Yeah, uh, looking
0: back as well, the David Beckham that was in '98, obviously in the August. So what yeah. a few months earlier at the World Cup,
1: he'd been sent off and was very much the villain of, yeah. of English football. Yeah, he was. In fact, he got a lot of stick, didn't he nationally? Yeah, but um, the Manchester United supporters that day soon were quite happy him. with him. They yeah. soon forgave didn't <laughs> yeah. they? Did the, that. Le- the Leicester City supporters—you talked about Leicester's um, <laughs> Leicester's Terry's chance. Uh, yeah. I don't think the chants that came across were necessarily good-humoured that day no. relating to probably not broadcastable <laughs> either on, <laughs> <laughs> on a family podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um,
0: obviously, we, we said that obviously you were young, uh, a little bit young, very young yeah, yeah, at, yeah, at yeah, that time, Elsie, yeah. um, a few months old. But looking back at that era of, of Leicester, very much up until obviously what had happened... At, in the last couple of years was like the golden era yeah. really of leicester city so many people look back on it very very fondly for what yeah. that group achieved
2: exactly so 2-2 at manu as much as it would have been very disappointing yeah that was part of the good times good times at leicester city.
0: Absolutely. Uh, right, we're going to take a look at some of the tweets then that have been sent in by uh, everybody. So, as I said earlier this week, we asked what your uh, favourite memories are or, or not-so-favourite memories are from uh, from opening day games. Uh, Sam, Josh, Raj and Noah all said uh, 4-2 against Sunderland. We've we've talked about that one, of course. Uh, Justin on Twitter said uh, the Matty Fry at Brace in 2008 um, was a good one for, for Leicester City, kind of turning things around uh, at that time. The game we've just been talking about there, 1998. Tony Smallwood says he remembers that one. Uh, Jonathan uh, Dilkes, David Hansford uh, and Michael John, uh, Mitchell John rather, all said uh, Everton in 1985. Of course, we've talked about that one. Uh, a few fans, uh, very tongue-in-cheek, uh, mentioned Bolton, um, obviously, which is the start of not a great season, losing 5-0 at home to Bolton uh, on the opening day. But there is a lovely story that I absolutely uh, have to read out. Uh, Adam Hartman replied to the tweet. He said, Leicester at nil, Bolton 5.0. Sat next to a girl that day. Uh, Twenty years, relegation to League One, a Premier League, an FA Cup, and many adventures later, they're still married. They've got two kids, and they've just booked their West Ham away tickets. Brilliant! So I think, Amazing. yeah, I think absolutely brilliant. All it took was the five-nil. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations to you, Adam. Uh, I'm sure you'd have uh, taken Leicester being beaten five-nil uh, against Bolton <laughs> on the opening day every single day. Just uh, what happened there?
1: I'm sure, Adam's the only Leicester City supporter who remembers that. <coughs>
0: Uh, day with uh, fond memories Yeah, I think there was a reply to one that just <laughs> said "Oh, I'd scratch that <laughs> from my brain completely <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah na- na- nice one that Adam, right we, will, we go to our final one, so this is FOSS 5 so we've picked out five fixtures of course uh, I referenced it a little bit earlier but this was at uh, the start of another famous season for Leicester City To
1: the near post, little touch from Ujela to Ujara, who scores in the 20... 20-inch on his debut They were only
0: behind for 60 seconds. Yep, that was, of course, the start of the 2014-15 season, a.k.a. the Great Escape season, Elsie. Were you there for this one?
2: I wasn't, Dan. I was on holiday. I'm really sorry. I am a big fan, like huge. How many
0: holidays do you have?
2: Uh, Many. Many. Quite a few. No, just it's the school holidays.
0: Yeah, Couldn't could be got...
2: skiving school just for football. Come on, Dan.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, so we missed the uh the opening day both in the Great Escape yes. and the title winning yes. season. But this was a, a another good start actually yep. because Leicester had been out of the Premier League for, for so Ten long. Years.
2: Yeah. And it had been you know, my stream was a lot better this time, so I saw a lot more <laughs> of it. But yeah, I mean coming up I, so I'd never I can't remember any Premier League action, shall I say. I probably did see some, but I can't remember mm. any Premier League action. So it was a big novelty for me to be playing Everton. You know, mm. big team in a, just a Saturday match. What, what a treat that was. So, yeah, I mean, there's always a big risk, isn't there, when you, when you jump up the league and you've taken the previous league by storm that you're going to come crashing back down to earth. You've come in a bit naive. Mm. But we went in there attacking, and I loved it. Mm. Like, that's exactly what you want to see when you when you're starting a new New league, yeah. yeah.
0: Can you remember what you were thinking then that summer? Were, were you confident of Leicester staying in, in the Premier League at the first time of asking?
2: Uh, I think I was, but I don't know if that was misguided, to be honest. Because uh, obviously every year there'll be teams come up, and hardly any years do they all survive. Mm. So I was probably a bit naive coming into it. But that that first match just set the tone for what we were going to what we were going to do and how we were going to attack it. We we went in. Thinking we could do this rather than giving them a bit of respect, mm. and we got us into some trouble. To be fair, that league, that that year did, but it also resulted in stuff like the five three. So
0: I, I guess as well, you look at the way that the game went. It, it, Leicester showed guts. Yeah, to come back and, yeah, and score. Yeah,
2: on. Yeah, we went down one nil down in the twentieth minute, and then who was it? it was Joa brought yeah. it back, and then Everton were comfortable two one up by half time, seemed to be you know showing their expertise showing the fact that they'd they'd been there the whole time in this league and then chris wood right at the death. yeah fantastic
0: john yeah. you obviously weren't on your holidays you wouldn't <laughs> miss a lester game <again> for anything <laughs> i'll t- tell
1: you what i was doing uh, the stadium at that that time was being upgraded you know we mentioned earlier about the upgrades for the stadium and that summer they did a hell of a lot of really impressive upgrading in the players tunnel they put the big pictures the blue lights up they completely redid reception they put in the display cases for the heritage displays and reception and midnight on the friday night before that game against everton i was still in the reception area with a couple of people from leicestershire museums uh, dressing these dressing these Mm. display cases to get everything ready for the next day. So I remember going home at about half past 12, feeling absolutely um, exhausted, and then, of course, getting up the next day for the game itself. And there was a great sense of expectation because it was the first time that Leicester City had been in the Premier League uh, since 2004, when they'd gone down when they'd lost at Arsenal, you know, in the last game of the season. And that was the longest, if you discount the Second World War years, that was the longest period Leicester City had ever been out of the top flight. Um, since they were formed uh, reformed in one thousand nine hundred and nineteen, and it was a tremendous feeling going there, but we were a bit apprehensive because only four of Leicester's players had had Premier League experience, mm. although they had that summer brought in Albrighton and they 'd brought in um, joa uh, for a, a then club record fee and everton of course had well i tell you who they had and and he 's just about to go for ninety seven million in they had Lukaku playing for them, and it was um you know it was we were apprehensive, yeah. to say the least, and were really thrilled when Wood scored yeah. that goal right at the end. And we did go home feeling feeling good. And in fact, for the first four or five games that season, Leicester did well. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously that little spell at the beginning culminated in the five three victory over Manchester United, and we thought, this is brilliant, this is brilliant. But then after that Manchester United game, I think they got three points out the next thirty. You know, yeah. so again that was another false dawn. That's the metaphor I was looking for earlier. It was a false dawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was they were they were they were it was, a, it was a it was a. it was a great start. It was a false a funny season, good start, dreadful yeah, middle. Awful. And then the great escape at the end which defied all mm. belief. But the
2: thing about that whole season was is I don't think we ever really played poorly. No. Even when we no. were not we just couldn't find the points, we couldn't yeah. find the back of the net. It was yeah. it was yeah, yeah mind-boggling, really, yeah, yeah. but that whole time it wasn't as if you know we weren't picking up points and you know performances were bad it wasn't it wasn't mm. like that
0: because of that were you always fairly confident that you could put a run together like you did?
2: no, no. I think it got to February and that was was yeah. off well, you know it's bit I' enjoyed my year yeah. Yeah. but uh, no I don't think any the same the same response for the Premier League you couldn't see that come in. yeah I did not see that come in not in the Premier League.
1: I thought it was going to be like 1994-95 when they went up for one season to the Premier League and came down. And I thought it was going to be like 2003-2004 when... Uh, I'll, rule number one of podcasts when
0: you come in the studio, by the way. It's mine. Is it? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> John Hutchinson. I On his I was, birthday. I was, I, was about, I was about to blame the debutant. Elsie Flynn but it turns out it's the man with the all the experience boy. the birthday boy probably getting a birthday, birthday phone message. call isn't it?
2: of course
0: yeah. phones on I,
1: silent I, in the studio I think John. I probably was I'm ever so sorry that's but okay but don't you, worry you, you'll cut that a bit <laughs> won't know, you? No, I don't think we will oh, no. <laughs> I don't think we will you well, can that, con- you can continue your yeah.
0: point I think that Elsie and I started looking at each other panicked Elsie, <laughs> <laughs> at other, panicked. Elsie looked at her watch was it us so I was like yeah. oh it
1: must <laughs> be you as I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted and uh so little supported by my colleagues in the studio <laughs> um, I thought that season was going to be like the first time they went up to the Premier League under Brian Little 94, 95 went up straight down the next time they went up to the Premier League was they obviously had a bit of a spell under Martin O'Neill but the time after that it was just one season again mm. uh, 2003, 2004 and I thought this was going to happen again this season but it didn't but one player we've not mentioned at all who Really was a bright spark that season, of course, was Cambiasso. Oh. Now, you know, you know, just watching him play, even though the results, as you say, a lot of them were fine margins, Cambiasso mm. was a, a joy to watch.
0: Yeah I, yeah, I know he's one of your favourite players.
2: Yeah. He really is, yeah. still is. Yeah, I yeah. love Cambiaso. Yeah. Just, yeah. I met him in town as well. I couldn't believe it.
1: <laughs> what a treat. That, that summer, Cambiasso uh, lived just around the corner from where I live. Oh, and. There were all the rumours about him going in the summer, mm. and uh, every Tuesday, every Monday night, every Tuesday, his um, his rubbish was sort of outside, and I thought, you know, is he going to go? Is he not going to go? I know what I could do. When I take the dog for a walk, I just have a quick look through his rubbish to see if there's any letter saying, you know, we, we we're going to he's going to go, we're going to sign. I'm not being serious, but I was quite worried that summer that he might go, and he did go. He was player of the year wasn't he, that year, um, but
2: was his rubbish out when he left?
1: Uh, the rubbish. No, I think the house was empty for a bit, but yeah, there you no, go. Man. Yeah, insider knowledge. He's a Twitter account, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. he? He is. An <laughs> Itk. I, I, I'm too old for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know. yeah.
0: I think people would love to see John Hutchinson on Twitter. No, I think, I've said that to you a few times. I know you have. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, but um no, I, I you know, I. I've got a Twitter account, but You've I just... have got an Instagram account. We Instagrammed. Instagram. Yeah, but I just sort of use it passively. Yeah. Okay. You know, I don't actually contribute. I just keep in touch with what's happening. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a good <laughs> way to be. It's a yeah. good way to yeah. be. Yeah. Drop
0: yeah. your app, John. Drop your app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so, right, well, we've looked back on on the first FOSS Fives uh, episode, then at, at five games, what was it, four, three victories, uh, and two two all-draws. Um, I had fun. We. We, we had a laugh at John's expense
1: a little bit <laughs> here and there, which I'm sure we'll, we'll end up doing a few more times. I think we had a laugh <laughs> at Elsie's expense as well, you know. <gasps> That's true. I, I, you know, I didn't go to that game because I was on holiday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I'd do it again, John. I on as
2: well. I would do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Someone offered me a holiday right now. I hope now. you're not
1: going to come with a united front
0: against me <laughs> the next time that we do. Oh, we'll, we'll sort that out. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, I do hope that, that those of you listening uh, have enjoyed the first episode of FOSS Fives. As ever, you can get it and wherever you get your usual podcasts all you need to do is just search for the Leicester City official podcast but we'll just say uh, a very quick goodbye then thank you very much John happy birthday enjoy your evening which we have now eaten into
1: yeah you have certainly eating being the operative word because I'm about to go to San Carlo oh, can I say that I'm about to go to San Carlo <laughs> yeah, yeah. You say for a meal yeah that's alright okay. <laughs> yes. enjoy it John yeah, and thanks
0: thank you LC for your debut here on LCFC Radio oh, what a
2: night thanks for having me
0: Dan you're welcome you're welcome uh, yes and thanks to of course to everybody that listened in.